Hi everyone, I'm Lee Stabert, Editor-in-Chief of Keystone Edge, and this is Key Change. The last year was full of unexpected challenges, both here in PA and across the globe. In this now bi-monthly podcast series, we're talking about how the state's businesses, community leaders, and creatives adapted, finding new ways to connect with their customers and their communities. We're also looking forward into an increasingly hopeful future. For many of us, the pandemic changed our relationship to food. We cooked more. I made my own kombucha. My husband baked sourdough. We shopped differently. We had a rude awakening staring at empty supermarket shelves and confronting the vulnerability of global food chains. Last summer, we wrote a story in Keystone Edge about how that moment of reckoning had inspired folks across Pennsylvania to look closer to home, to buy from small farms, sign up for CSA shares, or reorient their purchasing priorities with a new emphasis on putting dollars directly into their local economy. While reporting that story, we encountered Harvey, a company out of Pittsburgh that has been working for more than a decade at the intersection of technology and agriculture. As the spring growing season ramps up, we thought this was a perfect moment to get their thoughts on a challenging but ultimately fruitful time. Hi, my name is Simon Huntley, and I'm the CEO of Harvey, and we get local food from farms and other small producers at people's tables. I, I, I grew up on a farm and have been sort of working at this intersection of food, technology, and agriculture since uh, 2006, actually. What did you guys grow on the farm where you grew up, and where exactly was it? I grew up in Greene County, which is about 70 miles south of Pittsburgh on the West Virginia border. It's like the most extreme southwest county in Pennsylvania. And we raised sheep and hay and then various other smaller things. My family were not full-time farmers, like most farmers in the U.S. Uh, He was a coal miner and my mom was a professor at West Virginia University. And so that's sort of what I've been trying to do in my work as I got re-interested in agriculture is figuring out how can a, a smaller farm where you know you're taking care of the land taking care of hopefully employees and and really doing really right by the land how does that become a full-time living for a farmer if i went back in time and talked to your teenage self would you be surprised that you're in this agriculture space or was it always something <laughs> you felt really connected to yeah, I think I would have been really surprised. I wanted nothing more than to, to get away from uh, the farm. My dad would wake me up early on Saturday morning and do chores and build fence and cut firewood and, you know, do hay or whatever it was uh, that week. And I was always, uh, you know, not, not happy about that. So tell me about the idea for Harvey and how you came up with it. And has the original idea evolved into what it is today? Or are you pretty much kind of where you thought you'd be? I've been doing this work for about 15 years, so there are so many different pieces of it. In 2006, it started as a website tool for farms. Obviously, things have changed in the last 15 years, but it was a difficult thing for a, a farmer to get a website started. It was a concrete problem to solve, and I was sort of uniquely positioned to solve it. And then over the years, I got into working with CSA farms, a community support agriculture. It's basically you know, subscription service for a farm. You get a weekly box of vegetables. Probably a lot of people have tried this, even though then maybe they don't know it's called CSA. 
Um, so, so we're building software for those kind of farms and started to work with, at our height, about a thousand farms across the U.S. and Canada. And what I started to see was that my farms were having trouble finding new customers, retaining their customers. They weren't really able seemingly to grow their business. I started to ask more questions of like, why, why isn't this growing? Why aren't these farms able to bring, bring more customers on? And I spent about a year doing customer research, which was sort of the first part of, of Harvey. One of the things I found out in that is that only half a percent of U.S. households were members of these programs. And I thought we need to find a way to make this work for more people, because if we can only make it work for half a percent of the population, then obviously something's wrong, right? Uh, so one of the things that we solved at the beginning was how to provide a customized box to each member, which really wasn't done in the past. So people get beets in their box and then they would cancel because they didn't like beets, for example. How do we make local food more customer friendly? How do we make it more convenient? Um, one thing that we sometimes say is how do we make it as easy to buy from local farms and producers as it is to buy from amazon.com? So for Keystone Edge Completus, the first time that they would have heard about you and that we wrote about you guys was actually in a story we wrote last summer about how the pandemic was pushing people to get more engaged with local food. And they kind of had realized the vulnerability of a lot of our food systems and that CSAs were doing really well. Local farms were doing well, but also finding new ways to reach people. Can you talk a little bit about how the pandemic and last season, last summer, spring, fall changed your yeah. business, impacted it, grew it, shrank it, you know, et cetera? We were definitely on the COVID beneficiary side of things as far as the business. I remember right at the beginning of the pandemic having some conversations with some advisors and thinking, is this going to be good for Harvey or bad for Harvey? And it was a, a huge wave towards Harvey. I don't know if I could exactly narrow down why, but there's something about like grocery stores being empty and you know people wanting to secure their food supply. They're also going to eat at home a lot. Um, they also just felt this like community feeling of like, hey, the way I spend my money matters in my community. So we saw a huge increase in sales. In January, we had launched our Pittsburgh project we call Harvey Farms Pittsburgh. It's home delivery of, of sort of local farms and producers. And then of course, March and April came along and we were sort of hiding from customers customers all of last year. Most of our farms were sold out most of the year. Um, and so we'll see how that plays this year. We obviously didn't see that kind of bump in April and May that we normally would, although a lot of the farms sold out early. But I think the long-term trends that, that the market is facing around increased delivery of groceries, even after the pandemic, only about 9% of grocery is online. So that's something that is going to keep increasing. We see a lot of tailwinds for our business, but certainly it won't be the same as it was in 2020. It's hard to kind of look into the crystal ball. As someone who has subscribed to multiple CSAs over the years, we did one last fall and it was a no-brainer because we never went anywhere. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, that was like, oh, it's a perfect time to get a CSA, we're cooking at home, we're not going away, we don't need to skip a box or give one away. Um, right. And I wonder this summer, you know, I think people will be on the move a little bit more. But I know that your product that you offer tries to ease a lot of those bumps for people. Yeah, like when someone's on vacation, they can put their box on hold or, or reschedule it or, or whatever makes sense for them. So, you know, that's another aspect of making it more customer friendly. People are going to want to travel this year, maybe they cook a little bit less 
this year than they did last year. They buy from restaurants more and that's fine with us. We're encouraging our farms and distributors across our network is like pull in more products. So it's more of a full grocery experience for someone rather than being a CSA. With Hurry Ferns Pittsburgh, we have you know, 250 to 300 items a week and that's growing every week. And so at that point, we can't have more things that people are going to eat when they're on the move, snacks and, um, you know, uh, more prepared foods or things like that. And so, um, you know, I think our, our model works well, even in a, a, a non-COVID environment. Can you talk a little bit about Pennsylvania and starting this business here? And, you know, it's a state with huge agricultural wealth, but I also think a place that you were talking about, you know, trends towards family farm struggling, et cetera. Um, why has this been a good place to launch this business? And what have been some of the challenges? The connections that we have in in the region are really great for us in launching Harvey Firms Pittsburgh. This is a a really complex uh, distribution puzzle to figure out how to get all the product into the warehouse, how to pack it, how to get it out efficiently. We have about 40 people total and probably about half are in Pittsburgh and half are um, in other areas, either of Pennsylvania or across the U.S. We think that if it can work in Pittsburgh, it can work anywhere. And it's been great to work with farms across the state. You know, we bring a fair, a fair amount of product from like Lancaster County and Eastern Pennsylvania. So I'm a pasta producer in Eastern Pennsylvania. We have canola oil and sunflower oil and things like that. It's called Susquehanna Mills. I know it's Eastern PA. I'm not exactly sure where. Uh, so peaches coming out of uh, Central Pennsylvania. So certainly Harry Friends Pittsburgh is... You know, it's not just the Pittsburgh area as far as the farms and producers that are selling on it. I think that we do have huge agricultural wealth in Pennsylvania. And I think that's part of what we're trying to do with Harvey is how do we unlock a, a lot of that production capability? It's either been, you're going to sell to the grocery stores and you're going to get pennies on the dollar, but it's going to be huge volumes or you're selling at a farmer's market. Harvey is a nice midpoint for, for those farms and producers that are ready to scale up, but also... I think it's been interesting to see that like we're basically building a whole new supply chain from producers to the consumer. The producers have to be willing and able to scale up as well. It's not probably going to work for the smallest producers, whether that's a bakery or whether it's a farm or, you know, uh, maybe a coffee roaster just roasting a couple pounds of coffee because we're selling like 400 loaves of bread a week or or 2,000 pounds of carrots. So what does your subscriber base look like? As of this week, probably something like 1,500 active members on the platform. We are focusing on like basically Allegheny County and a little bit of the surrounding counties. A big part of our cost is the delivery fee. So we need more density within the delivery area to make that work. It is incredible to hear you talk and to hear that you went from a software platform, which is, you know, a guy coding on his computer to someone who is loading food onto trucks and finding the best peaches in Pennsylvania. It's a big change. I've been talking about it for a couple of years and realizing that we were probably going to have to do it ourselves. I had this like perfect version of the way Harvey should work in my head, but convincing anyone else to do it was was difficult. And so I thought we needed we needed to sort of do it ourselves to like learn the model better. And in the software world, they say, eat your own dog food. <laughs> Every day we're making our software better because we're using the product and then we're able to, you know, take that learning and apply it. But to finish up, just why do you think people should maybe go a little bit more out of their way, spend a little bit more to purchase food and other things from local farmers? 
the idea of Harvey Farms Pittsburgh, especially, is like you can't have your cake and eat it too. Now, it's not like it's not the cheapest food around, right? It's maybe not going to Aldi's or something like that, but it is affordable food. It's and it's going to be convenient, delivered to your door. Other than that, the reasons around eating local are, you know, it, it, to me, it just brings everything together. Like one one way that I think about it is we make a decision three times a day, at least three times a day, probably more, on what we eat, and this is a a really critical decision. If we can eat in a way where we're pushing that money to local farms and local producers who are going to take care of their land, take care of their employees and take care of their community, we're investing in our communities. And so, you know, that's what's, that's one thing that, I, that I've been really proud of with Harry Friends Pittsburgh is, you know, how much money is going out the door to local producers. Every week, it's tens of thousands of dollars that are going out straight right back into our local economy. So pie in the sky, looking forward, is the goal to expand? I know you're right now you're talking about zip codes in Allegheny County, but is the goal to expand statewide, regionally, East Coast? Like, do you, do you think in that way about this business? This business is definitely meant to be a scalable business. We talk internally about changing the way the world eats. We talk about feeding 5 million families by 2030. We definitely have big dreams for this. So last question, what are you personally looking forward to eating in summer 2021? Oh my gosh. Um, right now I'm thinking about strawberries, you know, so it's, uh, that's coming up. Maybe by the time this comes out, strawberry season will already be over, but strawberries in the next couple of weeks. And I just love all the fruits. You know, I want to make a, a strawberry pie, cherries, certainly peaches out of central PA. The fruits are always the star. Well, now I'm hungry. <laughs> that's it for our sixth installment of Key Change. If you know of or run a PA business or organization that should be featured in this podcast series, please visit our website or our Twitter or our Instagram and tell us all about it. Until next time.